Hello, everybody, and welcome to Breakout, episode number 45. Oh, my God, wait, sorry. What did you do? Uh, no, I had the volume on, and then I heard myself talk like 10 seconds later, and it just oh. freaked me the fuck out. Uh, hey, everyone, welcome. Good morning. Uh, this is Breakout, episode number 45. My name is Marty Sleva. As always, I'm joined by uh, Casey Wosu and Nick Calandra, and I apologize for getting scared at my own voice, like a dog who <laughs> gets scared <laughs> no, that, when that, That's a real thing. Uh, I, it's like... It's like frequency jamming. Like if you hear your own voice played yeah. back to you while you're in the middle of talking, you cannot talk anymore. No, I, I like, absolutely could not have just rolled through that. Uh, but yeah, welcome. This is a breakout huh. for Wednesday, uh, June 22nd, 2022. Uh, we got a good show for you today. We're going to talk a bunch about a bunch of stuff we've been playing because and, and watching because we haven't done that too much in the last couple of weeks because we've been uh, neck deep in all of the various game announcements from Summer Game Fest, uh, which... It still feels like we might be in the thick of, um, depending on if Nintendo slash Sony decide to announce their phantom streams that people keep saying are going to be next week, but we'll actually see. Mm-hmm. And apparently right now there's a Xenoblade Chronicles 3 direct, but... Yeah, you nobody cares about that, right? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how I don't. It's like Nintendo and weeb shit, which feels like it should be tailor-made, like big robots and shit, but yeah, just can't, uh, just can't, can't get excited for it. Um... But yeah, we're also going to talk, our main topic today is going to be on uh, games that act as gateways into sort of hard-to-get-into genres. Um, this is something that that Nick was thinking of with, um, was it was it playing Wasteland that sort of triggered this idea for you, Nick? Uh, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. About, uh, what, what, is, what is Wasteland then? Because I, I feel like I've heard of that game, but I, I don't think, like there's, a, there's three of them now, and I've not played a single one, so I'm not sure what, what's going on in that world. Wasteland is a uh, CRPG series, or classic RPG, basically, mm-hmm. is what they call it. Uh, so the newest one is, you, have you watched, you've played Divinity, right? Who, me? Yeah, no. Yeah. No? Okay. So basically it's... I have not. Yeah, it's an RPG, but you are you have an isometric view, and you control a party of characters, and there's turn-based combat. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's basically Fallout, but from isometric view with a party. So like original Fallout? Well, considering oh, that Fallout like was inspired. Original Fallout, right? yeah. Well, no, yeah. Uh, Fallout was inspired by the original Wasteland. Fallout was inspired by the original Wasteland. Got it. Oh. Well, there you go. Yeah. So this is this is alternate timeline Fallout if it never turned into a first-person shooter. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of. Well, the original Fallout wasn't a first-person shooter either. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, if it, yeah. never, if it, if it didn't kept going down that. that path. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fallout yeah. with a much smaller budget. That is true. And it's uh, Wastelands, that's a first-party Microsoft game, right? Yeah, it's in Exile. In Exile. No. It's owned by Xbox, yep. Yeah. Um, that's exciting. Yeah, I guess we could just jump jump into the thick of it. Like, uh, when, when, when Nick brought the uh, uh, sort of the prompt up, it, it I spent a long time thinking about it because I feel like my tastes have been kind of ingrained for a very long time. And I think, mm-hmm. like, unlike Nick, I don't, I, I know what I like and I don't I don't want to say I don't get out of my comfort zone in games, but there's just like <laughs> I don't know, like I just don't play strategy games, and I don't play like a lot of those CRPGs, and um, you know, there's just certain genres that I'm not into super competitive games. Um, but so I sort of thought of it more as like a zoom the camera out and like games I would recommend to people as um, like if they were like I want to get into blank, like the game I would recommend to them for that yeah. for those kind right. of things. Yeah, I don't know, Casey. Okay. Like, do, you, I, do you see yourself like 
trying new things like uh, has has like the 3mr format sort of forced you to like be like all right well i gotta give this a shot because it's for work well i mean yeah i like i i'm similar to you in that like yeah i kind of know the stuff that i like mm-hmm. and the stuff that i shy away from but um i tend to always be like if it's interesting enough i'll give it a try yeah. like even for just a little while i could play for a little while and be like, yeah i know that i'm not gonna like any more of this but mm-hmm. um yeah, 3MR helps with that because, you know, stuff gets thrown at you sometimes. It's like, oh, well, I'm not super comfortable with this, but why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can end up being surprised. Like, that happened a couple of times. Uh, but I, I actually thought of this particular assignment more so as, all right, well, what are games that I remember, like, going back in time that was, like, maybe my first experience with a certain genre mm-hmm. and then was like, all right, now I want to play more games like this. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I have a couple of examples of those. So some of them might be, like, pretty old school, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, I I think a, a decent amount of mine are pretty old too because I would if I'm like well what like what was the first JRPG I played like what yeah. was the game you know that got me to that sort of stuff um, right I, I was much more like Marty when I was a kid where I knew I liked like my action adventure games and platformers and shooters and that was about it and maybe yeah. and maybe racing games too because I, I would play like a lot of racing and sports games with my dad growing up but uh what, what would you guys say even before we start the discussion like what is the hardest genre to get into that's not 4x <laughs> we're just yeah because obviously because the yeah. answer is 4x yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you include that then huh you know what for me i'd probably say like racing sims like yeah. simulation mm-hmm. racing games like it like i love how a lot of those games look like i love how deep they get but like they are not fun to me. <laughs> like all I do is spin out in those damn cars. Yeah, it's funny. I uh, I, I distinctly remember, like you know, growing up, I like read Electronic Gaming Monthly, like religiously, and that was like you know, if they gave a game a ten or a high score, I was like, oh shit, I gotta check this out. And I remember they always had glush, uh, gushing reviews of the Gran Turismo games, um, like specifically one, two, and three. And so I remember buying one and two on the PS1 and three on uh, uh, PS2 because of these like perfect scores. And eventually I just realized, I was like, I fucking hate these games. Like, why <laughs> Why am I doing this to myself? Like, And it's not, again, it's not a, the games clearly aren't bad, but I'm like, well, this just isn't for me. Like, there's... They clearly have an audience. They sell very well. They're they're very well received, but it just isn't for me. And so I kind of I feel like that was the first time I came to terms with like the fact that like, oh, OK, well, I don't have to like everything like yeah. you can, you know, you, you well, can sort of pick and choose your battles there. It's funny because like for me, like weirdly enough, when I was growing up, I played RTS games all the time and I mm-hmm. never play them anymore. But because I used to play like Command and Conquer, I used to play Starcraft, Age of Empires, Empire Earth. I love I put hundreds of hours in empire earth growing up uh and then like uh rome total war played the shit out of that but i never like played them like how you're supposed to and as i got older and i realized like how complex those games were then i felt dumb for how i was playing them as a kid for some reason because mm-hmm. how, how were you playing them i would well i would just play like the skirmish mode on like empire earth and all that and then you know like build bases and and basically just send troops i never used strategy it was just like on the map click the enemy base send everything there and keep spawning it in until it destroys it <laughs> yeah uh, that seems like a very nick way to, to yes that is a very me way but like the, the, the rts's that like, I, I really did end up enjoying when i was growing up though were um but like my junior high years were uh the console ones like halo wars and command and conquer tiberium wars uh mm-hmm. just and mm-hmm. lord of the rings battle for Middle Earth 2 i love those ones like the actual stories and not like a ton of strategy it's just more you know, like, I guess simplified strategy is what I would call it. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, which I, oddly uh, enough, like I would say, like for the RTS genre, like if you have an interest in like Halo Wars, it's actually a great place to start. I feel like the games that have kind of made the transition to consoles are the ones that like maybe they've figured out a way to sort of act as a gateway. Like maybe it's a little bit more simplistic and you know a little less sweaty if if you're not using a mouse. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I remember trying to. Uh, I was a similar way with strategy games, trying to get into certain ones, and I, like I bought all the Star Wars ones. I remember buying this game called Star Wars Rebellion that I think was like almost a F- Star Wars 4X game. Huh. And just having no, absolutely no <laughs> clue what was going on. Like, I feel like if I played it now, I still wouldn't know what was going on. Um, and yeah, so maybe maybe strategy games, because I was going to say in terms of like hard, like biggest barrier to entry, part of me wanted to say like MMOs or uh, like competitive shooters. But so many mm. of those have like fiscally no barrier to entry. Like, you know, you can download there. There's a ton of free to play great free-to-play multiplayer shooters that you can just download yeah. and there's always deals on you know play final fantasy 14 for whatever how many hundred a hundred hours for free before you have to pay money to feel like you know get to the rest of the stuff the um, real barrier for an mmo is just your time is your time yeah <laughs> or like yeah. a yeah i just you know I'm, I'm a massive final fantasy fan but like the my barrier is the going 14 is like a time like i don't want a lot like a part-time job into a game mm-hmm. that like ostensibly doesn't have an ending because like at least if like you know a big new game comes out and i'm like well this is my weekend but i know after 30 hours you know I'll, I'll hit credits even like elden ring which seemed fucking massive i hit credits and i was like all right i'm done with this i don't need to go back for a while <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um yeah. but uh yeah that's uh with final fantasy 14 it's just like despite how many people have told me like you would love this you can get into this you can understand this i'm like can I? Yeah. Am I t- maybe I'm just getting old and dumb to where I don't think I can understand <laughs> it anymore. Like well, my, my my real pushback with MMOs is that most of them don't kind of uh, they don't prioritize combat. Like the yeah. the majority of the bigger bigger ones is like that whole kind of like uh, I can't remember what it's called, but like you're like managing like your your special attacks on your on hotkeys and stuff, right? Like you're, it's, it's all yeah. cooldown based. As opposed to you, like you know, dodging an attack or doing sure. a combo like or something made. like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I actually had a lot of fun with um, DC Universe Online when that first mm-hmm. dropped. Like I played yeah. that on consoles uh, for a while, um, but eventually got bored of it. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I'll dabble in MMO if I think the the actual core gameplay loop is fun enough to hold my attention. But outside of that, like I, I'm pretty standoffish. Uh, but as for like strategy games, like I've never played one that I liked. Like I've seen ones that I thought looked cool. Like I tried Company of Heroes back in the day. Oh yeah. But like all of those games always felt like it it's playing itself. Like sure, you're like directing it to do something, but you really partake in the management portion, which isn't that engaging. And then you kind of just watch stuff happen, in my opinion. And That's like the that whole just strategy doesn't... part. <laughs> yeah, like it just you're building it just a strategy. <laughs> it's not a I mean, cause it's weird because like I like turn-based strategy. But to me, that feels a lot more like I'm the one in control. Like everything waits for me to make the decision as opposed to it kind of going and doing stuff on its own. So I guess that's maybe like the biggest difference. But I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know if there are like, um, you know, if someone came up to me and was like, I've never played a JRPG, but I want to get into it. What is the what is a good one? I wouldn't recommend them Persona right away because I feel like that's a lot. Um, 
even though like persona 5 got me obsessed with persona that was like the first persona thing i ever consumed and then i became obsessed with that in smt um i would i would recommend them probably something from the 16-bit era and probably something like chrono trigger um because it's relatively short is a good one yeah yeah it's relatively short i like my time with that and i don't like jrpgs yeah yeah the the you know all the aesthetics have held up it's like relatively simplistic in its systems um to where most people can get a grasp on it pretty quickly um and i think it's just like charming as hell and doesn't like lean too heavily into the tropey stuff that i think can you know in the same way if like someone wanted to get into anime you wouldn't like throw them into the deep end you wouldn't be like well here's you know the fucking a thousand episodes of one piece have at it um sort of want to like ease them in with something that's like 20 episodes as a more modern option i think like a dragon is a great place Mm. to start with the jrpg yeah yeah, I, I would absolutely agree with that too. And that was like, that wasn't your first JRPG, right? But no, no, that no, was no, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, uh, like yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't play. I tried a few JRPG. I mean, Pokemon is obviously the JR, but a lot of people don't really consider it a JRPG for some reason. Yeah, I mean, I, but that it's was a little, really yeah, a little, first JRPG. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but it's a little too light. I kind of can't really yeah. place it in the same but, uh, category. I, I think. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, which I played like two years mm-hmm. ago, is also a really good place to start. Very simple, like not not a not a super complex story or anything. Lots yeah. of lots of different enemies, lots of different locale. Like there's not a crazy loot system, there's not a crazy party system or anything like that. It's like a pretty good I think I think like that or like a dragon are like very simple JRPGs to get into. Yeah, and they do a good job of uh, you never feel like you're completely lost, like, what do I do? Or yeah. you never feel like, well, I fucked myself by, you know, aside from, like, a Dragon's one really dumb difficulty spike in the middle uh, or in the back third or whatever. Um, Just the the, the, mon- the money, getting that money in, like, a Dragon was the most annoying part for me when you have to suddenly uh, get, like, three million yen. Oh yeah, yeah. I you have to go up, do the business. Uh, you just have to go spam the business management game to get it. Yeah, yeah. And luckily, uh, when I was doing that, because the game I think was already out in Japan by then, so there were some guides being like, "Hey, here's something to know that at a certain point in the game, you're gonna need a shit ton of money, and here's the easiest way to make the money." Even though like the game doesn't like super tell you how to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Luckily, like the um, business management mini game is pretty fun in that, so I didn't mind. It is pretty fun. Yeah, it didn't take that. Like, too long. Yeah, so. yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, another game uh, I was thinking of, I never, I don't think I like roguelikes. Um, I think I need a game to be a roguelite yeah. in order for me to like really sort of um, think my teeth into it. Like I, I, I honestly think that's most people. Yeah, yeah. And as much as I like appreciate the design and craftsmanship behind something like Spelunky or uh, Binding of Isaac, like the idea that nothing is permanent just is like Mm -hmm. a really hard pill for me to swallow whereas um you know if someone was like i want to sort of test the waters with this genre hades would probably be the first one i go to um i think that's a game that a lot of people were like i didn't realize i like this genre and then i played hades and i was like oh shit maybe i do actually Um, that was me uh yeah you know what i I started last night what i would almost say is a better recommendation than hades uh just because there's not like the story's a bit more directed as uh children of morta I've been. I started mm. that last night, and I'm enthralled. <clears throat> oh, yeah, people love that game. Yeah, yeah, I. I was actually surprised to go back and look at Jesse's three MR on it because he wasn't too hot on the game. But I mean, it's gotten so many updates. I think it's like really come around. But his three MR on it has like four hundred fifty thousand views. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it might be the highest. I think it's 3MR. our highest viewed three MR. Yeah. Was uh, that just one of those games that like not a lot of people reviewed at the time? So. 
Yeah, I think I think up really I don't much. think yeah I don't think a ton of people reviewed it and it kind of became like a little indie gem because uh, it's been gotcha. on it was on Game Pass for a while and that's when it blew up. I think it might still be on Game Pass, um, but yeah, it's like I just started it last night and the combat feels really good. Uh, it's really light on the roguelite elements, but it's also mm-hmm. it's very story driven. So like every time you die, you get more story. Uh, like you're meeting like new family members and all that. Like and the pixel art is just a die for. It's incredible looking. Yeah. Uh, but I would honestly like just having started it last night and like seeing a lot of like similarities between Hades. Like this is almost a much more directed roguelite where Hades is a bit more complicated. And, mm-hmm. and, like you know the things that you can do but still general same gameplay loop that you know you go out into mm-hmm. dungeons uh they're procedurally generated a little bit and then you get random upgrades and, and everything and then you also get coins and you don't even lose your coins when you die so children of mortis even oh, nice. more accessible than that way where yeah. you come back and you can upgrade your characters uh and the upgrades just become more expensive so you have to go you know longer in your runs but uh it's it's like a it's a nice because there's only a normal difficulty and a hard difficulty. This is actually like a really nice uh, difficulty progression in like, you know, surviving longer, but you're also upgrading so you can survive longer and it just kind of keeps feeding back into itself. And those are like the roguelites that I really like and get addicted to now. Yeah, and even like the, I mean, the card, like the card games you've been playing lately, that's, mm-hmm. that, that has like a similar sort of vibe as that as well, right? Yeah, and it's kind of funny. Like I played Slay the Spire and now I'm, it, it seems like I didn't realize how many games are now implementing card-based combat systems. Because, <laughs> like, all of a sudden, like, the veil's been lifted, and you're like, it's everywhere. I yeah, and, well, that's, uh, Amy just streamed one of them on uh, the Steam Next Fest stream, and I was oh. like, this looks just like Slay the Spire. I'm interested. No. <laughs> but I ended up, like, Wait, I ended up, like... Slay the Spire's fault? Like, did, did that kind of set off a chain reaction, or was there already kind of a lot of card-based stuff... I think there was a lot of card-based stuff, but I don't think they did it in the same way that Slay the Spire did, because, like, Monster Train built on what Slay the Spire did, and I actually like Monster Train more than Slay the Spire now. Uh, mm. And then, yeah, it's just, I keep seeing more. Like, I know, I think some people compare, well, I mean, a Hearthstone's like an actual just collectible card game, I think. So, I think a lot of people get turned off from, like, the collection aspect, and, like, that the it resets every time through Slay the Spire and Monster Train, where it's not like you're you're not managing a deck of cards. You're just playing the game and the game kind of manages that deck for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at a list of the other genres they had. Uh, oh yeah. I told you Bloodborne. So Bloodborne wasn't my dark souls was my first, um, you know, souls game. And then I mm-hmm. went back to demon souls and then just played all of them at release afterwards. But um, I know this is something we talked about a little bit when Elden ring came out, but with mm-hmm. uh, a bit of distance, I do th- if if FromSoft is a genre we want to say, and if we want to pick one game to get in there, I do think I would recommend Bloodborne first to people. Oh, even over Dark Souls, and I think over Elden Ring, despite Elden Ring possibly being the best, I think it's it's open world, which is incredible in my mind, uh, would seem maybe too daunting to people right from the get go, and I feel like Yarnum is a much more guided sort of handholdy experience hmm. um while not having some of the early jank that dark souls has like the jank that i love but the jank also the back yep. half of bloodborne is actually good 
I still, I still feel like Elden Ring <laughs> for me is still like the place. Well, first of all, like I've already made the video on it, but I think Mortal Shell is a great place to start for mm-hmm. Souls Legs just because it's so simple. Where yeah. there's only three areas, the bosses aren't too ridiculous, but you also get into the gameplay loop of a Souls like. Uh, Koenig's like, now's the moment, Nick. Say Mortal Shell. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I did it. I did, I did, I did. It's it, it's a it's a really good game. I need to go back and play the DLC that they released because I haven't I haven't gone back to play that yet. Uh, and mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully it hasn't like aged so poorly already because of how good Elden Ring felt to play. Um, but as far as like the From Software genre, if we're gonna call it that, like you said, I'd, yeah, I would still put Elden Ring there just because like I feel like in every other Souls game, there's only a limited amount of areas you can go to before you hit that wall, and Elden yeah. Ring. Like you, I don't really think you'll hit that wall until you get past the citadel, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then there's a, a big wall as soon as you get past the citadel. But like that's yeah. still like you know probably forty fifty hours before you even get there if you really just take your time and explore. And I think, yeah, like if you're gone that far, you'll probably make it the rest of the way yeah. in Elden Ring. Like I feel like Blood Bloodborne has pretty. Like if it's your first FromSoft game, like it, it will put some pretty steep challenges in your way early. Like Father Gascoigne yeah. is not a joke of a, yeah. of a boss even, fight. Even the and it's either beast. him or the cleric beast, right? Yeah, like they're both like pretty fucking tough. Yeah. Well that, that's why I, so I, I, I don't think yeah, I don't know if I see that as kind yeah. of a starter place for a lot of folks. Well even even that for me, like it's more like the level design of the Souls games that I think like you're going to get lost if you really don't understand it, which is why I really liked Mortal Shell because it has kind of that aspect of like you have a hub area and then you have like three branching paths. You could choose whichever one you go to. If you don't like that one, then come back and go to the next path. And like there's some looping elements in it too, like, you know, hidden paths and everything to find, but it's not like overwhelming where there's like all these different areas you can go to. And like you get, with mortal show you really get into that loop of like all right i need to explore around this corridor i might find a little mini boss here or i might find an item and that really because that was the that was the first thing i played before i went to bloodborne bloodborne was the first souls i played i just didn't stream it and then dark souls 3 was my second Uh, Mm -hmm. and i would still recommend like i would i would almost say dark souls 3 over bloodborne to start with even though they're yeah i mean bloodborne does have the like the blood vial thing i think is just a pain in the ass like yeah having, that's just having a farm design. for that it punishes you for trying yeah. like you know you're like oh should i like try to push this boss fight and use my blood vials or save them for another run um which is something i'm glad that you know they've done that obviously in demon souls and bloodborne and i'm glad they haven't done that in any of their other games mm-hmm. um that, right yeah because sekiro had that wasn't single consumable health right no, 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 no. You had the gourd. Yeah. You had the gourd. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah if you have the reflexes, I, I, I honestly don't think Sekiro is a bad place to start either. <laughs> like once oh, you get so the fucking hard. <laughs> once you get the once you get the blocking down, it's really not that difficult. Oh, but like as an intro to soul stuff like it's so different like I, yeah. I wouldn't even I, I'm kind of with Jack nowadays on that where I really don't consider it a soulsy thing. Yeah, it's it's pretty different. Like yeah, it's, it's a, a from soft game for sure, but it's a very yeah, it's more yeah, it's more of an action. Class. Yeah, it's more of an action game. Just straight, yeah. straight, straight, straight I mean, I action. Just like, what do we, like, what do we prioritize when we talk about a Souls game? I'd, That's true. Yeah, I, just, I, I feel like it's an entirely different. Soul, you know? soul, yeah, I think like at least with the Souls games, I think like it's almost like I don't know. I'm gonna make a really, really weird comparison, and people are gonna hate me for it. It's fine. Um, 
I'm going to slightly compare it to Rainbow Six Siege, not in any of the gameplay aspects, but more of the memorizing paths and like knowing the map is very important because then you can optimize how you get to that boss so you're not grinding through everything so quick, you mm-hmm. know, every time. Um, and Siege is kind of like the same way where like a lot of people were like, you know, I have a really, I don't, this game seems like too competitive for me and all that. And it's like, once you learn the map, then you, you have a much better grasp on the game. You know where to put your, you know, equipment, you know where uh, enemies are going to come from and can kind of prepare for that kind of thing. So, you know, as far as like Sekiro goes, like you kind of have to go through everything to get, you can run through stuff in Sekiro. You definitely can to get right to the boss, but there's not mm-hmm. like that. I don't think like the level design was as looping as like the, any of the other Souls games. It's much more linear. Yeah, I can see that. Or more uh, more branchy, I would say, like because yeah, stuff doesn't loop back around, but like you'll yeah. get to like some hub areas, and then you'll be able to go four or five different directions, mm-hmm. and then have to like come back or something. Yeah, I don't know. I just it, for me, like I got so much more comfortable with the Souls games when I really sat down and like I was like, okay, it's not the combat I really need to understand right away. It's where I need to go, and then that takes like a lot of the fear out of moving forward for me because i know where okay i know where the next like shrine is for insecure i know where the next you know uh save point is an elden ring kind of thing like once i mapped out the area i felt so much more comfortable because that fear of like losing and losing all that progress is what kept me from playing the souls games for so long and then once i like got that got that loop in my head then i was fine uh, Talion in the chat brings up a good point saying uh, Sekiro also punishes you for being bad at the game which is not friendly for someone new to it yeah I I, I mean it's I don't know if it punishes you for being bad it's just it, it's kind of like what Jack said over and over again like it just it you asks you to play a very specific way and if you can't, yeah if it's you trying can't to get you to do it. something specific yeah I'm uh, refresh my memory Zach, uh, uh, Jack's not a huge fan of it right no, he does not have the yeah, reflexes he, for he the blocking. Yeah, he bounced off it. Okay, good. And then he, he installed the easy mod, and it was too easy. So, Wow, okay. I, <laughs> I apologize to all the things I've ever said about PC gaming. Uh, I wish the console versions had an easy mod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, uh, I retract my statement. I love that. they. I didn't realize they made an easy mod. That sounds great. They didn't. The, the community did. <laughs> no, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Fronts off. Miyazaki would. Don't, Miyazaki don't, would don't remind the games media that. <laughs> No, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a couple more questions. Uh, Casey, as uh, our our foremost resident fighting game expert, if someone wanted to get into fighting games, what game would you recommend? Um, that's that's a good question. We need to make a distinction though, because like, is I wouldn't consider Smash the same thing as like something like Street Fighter. Not even I, close. Fighting I mean, yeah, I I I'd put them in different categories yeah. too. Though I will say that they are both fighting games, but they are different yeah, kinds yeah, yeah. of fighting games for sure. But um, yeah, if you're talking about like 2D fighters, um, probably Street Fighter, honestly, and mainly because uh, Street Fighter itself was kind of the framework for I think a lot of other like more complicated fighters down the road. So like, would you start them with like Street Fighter Two, or would you? Yeah, de- most definitely. Okay, yeah, yeah, Street Fighter Two is probably the the place i would say like hey go learn like just straight up basics of like what's going on in a 2d fighter because it's man to man uh the combo systems work and function and like you know you learn each character based on based around like their special moves because everyone has the same move set 
but you know different attacks that pop out and then you you learn how to mix those with their special attacks and then you learn how then you learn a fighter then you move on to the next fighter if you care enough to do yeah. that or you just stick with your one fighter and you get really really good and that's pretty much all fighting games from that point forward so it's like teaching you to crawl and then walk right and then, then you can graduate to something where you have to run yeah um, like something like i just fucking, can't get I've never been able to get into sleep, that. Night Ender, whatever, whatever. I've never been able to get into the anime fighters are called. <laughs> yeah, I've never been able to get into the fighter genre just because, like, I just can't remember all the button prompts, like all the combination attacks and everything. One of the, one of the, like, the and the only fighter games I've slightly like Injustice, I still think, is a really good place to start for that. Um, I think yeah, like, Justice and Mortal Kombat are are decent. Yeah, and I think their combat systems are a lot more simple in that regard i mean there's still a lot of depth in there but you can definitely play and not just spam attacks in those games as i've learned uh but the one that i i found like the easiest for me to get into was that the killer instinct reboot on xbox not too long ago like i actually knew how to actually play the characters on there and wasn't too bad at it (laughs) yeah you can you can kind of get away with button mashing in killer instinct uh same thing in like dead or alive you can you can kind of button mash in the, somewhat in Tekken, though Tekken Tekken has a really high skill ceiling. So like, if someone's like really good, like that's but, not uh, gonna save you. <laughs> what about Soul Calibur? I played that a bit. I played the shit out of Soul um, Calibur one. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Soul Calibur too. Yeah. That's that's like a 3D fighter though, because you have the Be, being able to move plane. in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, I just remember the one that had Yoda and Darth Vader, and I bought the one with Darth Vader. <laughs> had, uh, had... That's weird uh guest characters they had link four spawn yeah that was whatever was on the 360 yeah link was in two yeah because that was link Uh, and then four was when darth vader was in hihachi hihachi yes for playstation that's a that's a real shitty gift (laughs) for playstation (laughs) yeah they they got screwed over there yeah i think um it's gonna sound dumb but i think like a familiarity with the characters can go a long way as a entry point um which is i think part of the appeal of smash is like oh i remember this stuff um for me the the you know i i I tried and owned like various mortal Kombat and street fighter games uh growing up i never got super into them but it wasn't until marvel versus capcom 2 on dreamcast and i that i put Mm. like you know, well over 50 hours into a fighting game. Hmm. And it was mostly because I wanted to keep unlocking all of the characters I recognized from either the Capcom games I grew up with or the Marvel comics I was reading at the time. Um, and so again, I think that's like, a, I don't know, kind of like a healthy gateway drug. Gateway drugs can't be healthy. <laughs> that's, that's, that can't be a good thing. But I just like, it helped like, eased me into that sort of world to a point where I kind of felt like I got good at it, even though it is definitely one of those games where you just bash buttons and cool shit happens in the background. Mm. At least that's how I played it. I mean, but yeah, the, it, the Marvel's Capcom games, I feel like, are designed for that. Like, very fast button presses. Like, get in there, do do your full 30-minute combo, and then, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah, get out. Yeah, yeah. I see a couple folks in the chat are also talking about <laughs> stuff like... Uh, the Dragon Ball fighting games, like either Budokai or Fighters or um, even Persona 4 Arena, which again is a like... Never tried that. Gateway. I don't know. I think those those Dragon Ball Budokai games are, are bad. I don't, I don't I wouldn't start anyone like with guy. those. But but like you were saying, like, yeah, those are those are games that have like very popular characters in them. So like, sure, yeah. people will probably gravitate to them yeah. for that. But like, I don't know if that would like make you want to play other fighting games. Yeah, that was a part of me was like they just uh, that Demon Slayer game from last year just came out on Switch. 
And I was like, man, I love Demon Slayer. Maybe I should get this. And then the other side of me was like, you don't like fighting him. Why are you doing this? <laughs> it's an arena. Like, yeah, and it's, it's the worst kind. It's an arena fighter. And then like, yeah. Marty's, Naruto, Marty's brain. Ultimate Ninja Storm. Or, like, those, those games suck. Yeah. I'm sorry. They suck. Marty's brain goes, it's on Switch. I still need it. Hey, listen. <laughs> I didn't buy the soccer game. Not yet. That's progress. That's I'm, just I'm never going to buy just, it. I'm just I played the demo. And I thought it was doo doo. When it's on sale, you're going to add it to your collection. I already told you those games never go on sale. It'll be on sale for five bucks, and you'll be like, all right, that's enough for me. I've got it. Mine. That is absolutely false. <laughs> yeah, it'll be on sale for, for $58. And get it used at GameStop for $39. <laughs> uh, speaking of Nintendo, at the Xenoblade Chronicles Direct, they just announced story DLC next year and expansion pass shit. I'm like, the game's not even out yet. What are you doing, guys? Yeah, Nintendo. Cool let's join the, the game first. <laughs> uh, all right. So in the thumbnail, I have two games that we haven't really talked about yet. Um, we kind of alluded to it at the front about CRPGs. Uh, the one I have, the one that's in the thumbnail is Divinity Original Sin 1 because uh, Pemmon then put that there. Uh, but the one I would actually recommend is Divinity Original Sin 2. Uh, so the one you're playing right now with Amy? Yes. Um, which is probably going to make some people in chat question my sanity because like that game is very complex and very tough. Um, but game, it, it looks very complex just watching this. Show. Yes. Um, but it does have a... Like, we're playing on the normal difficulty. It does have a story mode difficulty, um, which really reduces like just how challenging combat is. Um, and if you do like want to get into CRPGs and get into that loop, like I would really recommend playing Divinity on story difficulty. And it doesn't make the game just a cakewalk. It's still challenging, but it's not like I mean, Amy and I are getting screwed over every five minutes in the current playthrough we're on. Uh, but like my first time playing Divinity Original Sin 2, I played on story difficulty, and it really allowed me to like get a handle on the turn-based combat. Which you know, some of the comments have been mean to me and said I'm awful at the games. Like I'm relearning it right now. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, it gets you into the loop of like exploring and realizing like there's not like a predetermined path you need to follow from the start and like that open endedness, mm -hmm. which was a lot like Elden Ring, right? Where like they give you like some hints of like, yeah, you can go this way or this way. Divinity is kind of like that too, where you just kind of get into a quest and then just kind of lead you all over into doing these other things. And then like, Oh, I need to keep looking for more gear to get my character to sheet up and everything. Um, and then the combat system where if you like stuff like XCOM or whatever, like I super, super prefer Divinity's combat system because there's not a, it's not based on a grid. It's free mm -hmm. movement, still turn-based. And then it's also really heavily systems-driven. So like you can, you know, throw, like if, if there's blood on the ground, you could shock it and make shock blood. Like there's all of these like different magical things that you can like, or elemental things that you can tie together. Like if there's a poison gas cloud, and you shoot fire into it, it's going to explode. Um, I, I literally, like, the combat system in Divinity Original Sin 2 is so, so good. So, like, I was kind of disappointed when I learned Min Marvel's Midnight Suns wasn't going to be like that, and it was going to be more card-based, but uh, I don't think, like, any CRPG I've played has, like, topped the combat system. And I haven't I haven't tried Baldur's Gate 3 yet because I'm waiting for it to be done in early access, but, man, I cannot wait to get into that. But Have they said when, when that's going to be? I think they said possibly by the end of this year, but I would imagine it's 2023 just yeah. for how big that game is. Um, yeah. And if they haven't already announced it for this year, it seems like they would have done that by now. Yeah. But uh, also like the co-op aspect of divinity is great. It's, it's really fun to get into that and go questing with your friends as Amy and I are doing right now. Uh, and just playing that one really got me into the turn-based genre a lot more than I used to be. 
um, especially mm. like in the tactic stuff, because as you can see, I've been playing a lot of different stuff like that lately, uh, like Wasteland 3. I'm actually finally really enjoying the loop of that and got into it. Uh, and then I do want to try, uh, God damn it, we came, we found the name yesterday, I forgot. The new, the new Pathfinder Kingmaker game is like that, or Pathfinder game. It's not called Pathfinder Kingmaker. I keep forgetting the name of it. Somebody in chat will remind it. That would have been a bad name. You can't have two words that end in ER. <laughs> Uh, well, the, the, the first, the first, the first, the first one is called Pathfinder Kingmaker, uh, <laughs> uh, and then the what was the other one? Uh, Turn-based tactics game. Oh, I just brain farted. I forgot. Oh, uh, I want to try Pillars of Eternity to Deadfire because that has a turn-based mode in it and is also a CRPG. Oh. But I, I, the one genre I can't get into is like the real-time pause combat CRPGs which is what Pillars of Eternity has, where it's kind of like the, the timing stuff that you talked about, Casey. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel good to play those for me. Yeah, uh, like, like you're just, you're watching... Wrath of the Righteous. Golf, like, smack each other. No, I don't mind that. that. It's just it's just a lot to, like, in a CRPG like that, where it's already difficult, it's so much to manage, I feel like, with real-time pause. Because you gotta, like, all the different characters have to... I mean, the the whole point is that you can pause and direct each character to do what you need them to do, but it's mm-hmm. it's like an overabundance of micromanagement where like turn base lets me think about my next move. Yeah, that that's kind of how I felt about Dragon Age Inquisition. Like I I could not deal with any combat scenario <laughs> unless I micromanaged every single aspect of the fight, and that just made every fight take forever. So I was yeah. just very exhausted with that. But then, but. Y- you're able to play like or do you like like tactics games where you are literally I micromanaging I love like, tactics games okay, like so yeah like, like, that's, like yeah where you well, have that that was what I was going to bring up in terms of uh like a gateway to like the tactics genre mm-hmm. um and but yeah like I've kind of had this kind of standoffish relationship with CRPGs because I feel like they put a lot more um RPG stuff in it around the tactics that I feel like bogs it down and keeps me away from like just the thing I want to do, which is yeah. the tactics. Like Fire Emblem, uh, at least a lot of the earlier ones, uh, which you might not be able to get to anymore because they're on like DS and 3DS. But uh, a lot of those games, there's there are RPGs in the sense that there's a lot of story. So like you get familiar with the characters, but that makes you uh, invested in those characters when you use them on the battlefield. Yeah, and, yeah. And the tactic stuff is simple but oh. it's it's fun and there are stakes because like it has permadeath so like if you lose a unit that you've had for a long time and that you built up like you you care about that like you'll even go so far as to like scrub your save and start the whole match over because you're like no i don't want to lose this this big strong knight that i've been working on for this long so like i, I think f- the fire emblem series and even even the most recent one uh three houses um that adds a lot more dialogue but i yeah. personally think that that story is really good yeah so, so like if that yeah so if that um doesn't deter you um the actual turn-based combat in that is pretty simple like there are different difficulty levels and it you know they the ai will kick your ass if you don't invest in your students or whatever uh but generally speaking like your your kids get pretty strong and you kind of wipe the floor in most yeah, of can, the actual you know, you can, you can put it on easy and turn off permadeath and everything so you True. don't have yeah to you like, can you know. yeah you can set it to the way you need yeah. but I, that those early games really sold me on that formula of, of yeah. tactics like it like i used to play chess in school mm-hmm. Um, and I, I found that to be like a really fun thing. And this just felt like, like better chess. 
if you in, in most aspects if you like that like girls. that permadeath and tactics and building up characters then you should really try divinity original sin too you would probably really like it yeah that's like i'm interested in it but like it's like one is it's set in a fantasy genre which again is like i i, I don't care about all these orcs and and elves and, and whatever Div- like i Divinity's, prefer it to be set in something else divinity is a lot more i don't know if the grounded is the right word but it's not like high fantasy it's like a much darker fantasy but it's still like it's it's like it does it does a really good a job. Fantasy it's world, not, but it's like old England, or you know what I mean. Like I don't care about yeah. this time period as much as a lot of people <laughs> do. Like set it somewhere else, and you you'd probably have a lot more of my attention. I guess you might like Wasteland then. <laughs> that, yeah, Wasteland I feel like the old, I feel like the only place I want to go less than medieval fantasy is fucking post apocalypse. <laughs> the uh, I will yeah. say like about Divinity though that kind of changed my mindset like on a lot of these games because they used to just be combat, combat, combat. Uh, and now I'm like actually really it helped me understand the CRPG genre better about min-maxing characters so that I do have somebody that can lockpick. I do have somebody that can charm. I do have somebody like I have like a rounded out party and not just bra- yeah. brawlers. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and uh, then the, the other game I have in the thumbnail is Hell at Loose, uh, which is a very tactical first person shooter. Um, I know like a lot of times when I'm streaming, people are asking like, you know, like, how do you get into these games and everything? Uh, with the the really hardcore FPS games, because I know those are super hard to get into, and I know a lot of people don't like playing competitive games because you get all you know the annoying kids that are you know screaming the end bomb and stuff like that in there. Um, the games that I have found that are so much better for that are like these harder to get into games. Uh, Hell at Lose was like the first one that I really like turned my mic on for, and like the community was super super nice about like if you just come in and say hey i don't know how to play you know they they ease you into the game no like nobody's gonna yell at you for dying because like it's expected at that point uh and you and you learn as you go and also people like to like role play when you play uh like hell at loose like i i think i've told the story on the podcast before about like you know each each team has a commander and then you have squad leaders and then you have like squads underneath the squad leaders and like the squad leaders are all communicating with each other and setting up strategies to move through the map and everything. And like they, they'll role play with you and have fun with it. Um, and it's, it's pretty neat. And then like, I, I just got into squad the other night and kind of like the same thing. Like I said, I didn't know how to play. And then I had a squad, like just invite me into their squad and pick me up. And it was super nice and friendly and they were teaching me how to play. And I like, I made like a really cool tactical move for them and took out like one of the enemy bases that I needed to do. And, you know, just lots of like, you know, championing you for learning the game and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so like these games that really focus on heavy teamwork, the communities seem to be much more uh, not, you know, crazy annoying. And if there is like a crazy annoying person, they usually boot them right away because nobody wants it in there when they're trying to like actually play a game and and strategize. Uh, so like a. Uh, uh, Jason Tudor and says Hell at Loose knew the community is always nice when the game gets popular. Hell at Loose is already super popular, and so is Squad. Like those games have hundreds, I mean, servers with hundreds of people in them, uh, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, I've heard about Squad. Like I only heard about Hell at Loose from you, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a squad, I think, is pretty popular. I don't, I don't yeah, know too much about Hell at Loose other than what you've uh, been. Yeah, they're advertising. They're, yeah, and uh, somebody else in chat said they're dad FPS games. Yeah, kind of. Uh, but also, like, it's just. I think it, like those games set up the environment where you have to communicate and coordinate with your team to actually do anything worthwhile in those games. You can't just go run off, 
you know, the, the maps are like 50 kilometers, so you can't just go run off and, you know, do your own thing. Well, I can't become like a conscientious objector and like refuse to fight in the war. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I was I was playing squad last night and somehow I got separated from my squad and then I ended up behind enemy lines and I literally for 10 minutes was just crawling through a field picking off the enemy team behind them and they were just having me use my binoculars to call artillery spots for them behind enemy lines. It was, it was really cool. Like there's so many like cool little moments that happen in those games. Uh, I just haven't had a like I've played probably a few hundred hours of hell at least now i just haven't had a bad community experience in it unlike siege where i uh as much as i like if i use find a group it's usually fine on like xbox or whatever mm. but boy I, I didn't realize like xbox like muted messages from people you don't know and so i checked that and i just had so much hate mail <laughs> in my messages <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot yeah it can be it can be rough out in those yeah. online streets, but yeah, like if you're uh, yeah I, those those tactical those tactical like big mill sim shooters like Hell at Loser Squad is probably a good place to start. You know, all you gotta do is just tell the community you don't know how to play. And they're they're pretty welcoming. I mean, that's good to know. Yeah, I'm trying to think uh, of the was, last genre I got into. Like new genre. I, I wanted to add. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to add a game that. Technically, I didn't get into the genre, but like I still feel like it's a good uh, starting place because I really like this game, which um, is in a genre that I don't think I mess around with much. Um, I reviewed this not too long ago, so this is one of the examples uh, you mentioned with 3MR stuff, but The Rift Breaker, mm. which oh, yeah. is like a base building uh, yeah. game at heart, but then it's also like a, a tower defense thing after you build your base. Um, and it's a little bit of like the resource gathering uh, 4X thing. So like it, it's, it takes baby steps in a lot of these different directions, all of which I don't generally like. I don't like tower defense. I don't like base building. I don't like uh, exploration. Oh, not exploration, uh, 4X uh, resource management or whatever. But it has all these things. Uh, but it it mixes them all in a loop where they all depend on each other. And the... And they're fun enough, like they're simple enough and they're fun enough that I'm always entertained as I'm bouncing between each of those different aspects. Like the like you're fighting like alien bugs and stuff on this planet. And like uh, it does the SimCity thing where like over time, like you'll get some sort of disaster or some sort of surge of either enemies or like weather anomalies or whatever that messes with your stuff. And it's like, oh, that sucks because I spent all this time building my base. But then that makes you want to reinforce your base against those potential threats in the future or whatever and that takes steps of like oh well now i gotta go out and either mine more of this material or kill more of these enemies to do that uh and they present everything to you in like a uh a research uh skill tree where like okay if i spend this amount of time researching this thing after you know a couple minutes uh half hour now um all my stuff will be waterproof or iceproof or fireproof or whatever. Yeah. And like just trying to get to the next upgrade to save the stuff that you were building yeah. and defend. Like it's just, it's, it's a really, it's a really good feeling feedback loop. I just, uh, um, in our, in our it's discord. All, it's, it's, yeah. It's just super visceral and fun to do all at once. Like you, I never got bored doing that loop. I would lose hours to that game, honestly. <laughs> yeah, Pip Pip Boy in chat put a good suggestion for you. If you like that, you'd probably like Orcs Must Die. But you also don't like fantasy too much, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, I've heard of Orcs Must Die. But I did put a, a game in 
uh, our Discord that you should probably try for the next Hidden Gems if you like this. It's called Age of Darkness Final Stand. It's kind of kind of has a similar sounds like fantasy. Kind of has a similar loop. <laughs> it looks like fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of fantasy, but you might you might find you enjoy it. I think it's uh, like, right, yeah. I mean, based off the strength of how much I like Riftbreaker, like if if this is like that, like kind of a, a mini version of that loop, then yeah, I might I might get sucked into it. But Riftbreaker is also on Game Pass, so definitely check that out if anyone sounds interested. Like the game is, is really that, fun. Again, that's a very uh, a very nice barrier to entry or lack thereof, I guess. That's um, one if you have right. Game Pass. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised uh, Yahtzee didn't end up playing because he like he does like when like there's a synergy of like these diff- like different gameplay elements in games because like he literally just made the video on Persona Five where it has right synergy. yeah because uh, I know like he gets if it's a game that just has like one single core loop he gets kind of annoyed with it uh, a lot of times unless it's like you know something like Return of the Oberdin or whatever but mm-hmm. uh, the other the only other genre I think we haven't really talked about which is like ultra ultra popular these days is the survival crafting genre well it's because it's a bad genre and it's boring games <laughs> and, you know, anyone anyone who plays them is, is friendless uh well you, you know, all right marty has no friends no. uh but <laughs> don't play that though Wait a minute. uh val valheim or mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I think that's that's the one that's like really popularized it. But going back farther than that, like I played a lot of the forest, and I'm actually really looking forward to the the sons of the forest because it looks more story heavy. Um, but the forest, yeah, yeah, you you literally have to survive from grotesque cannibals. That sounds great. See, I want I want to have to deal with the cannibals, but I don't want to deal with the survival stuff. Oh my god, we need like, to play. Throw all the cannibals at me. That's we fine. To, like I like all the spooky. We need to play. Like... All right, this this October we are going to play the forest for game night, and Amy is absolutely playing with us. <laughs> it's gonna be want, fucking funny. Yes, yeah. We Wait, are so doing. It. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. You can you can you can build forts together and protect yourselves from cannibals, and also have to go explore to find better gear. So it's like it's a co-op thing, or is it like a, a multiplayer thing? Like no, are there other co-op. survivors. No, it's co-op. okay. I'd be a cannibal. No, you cannot be a cannibal. <laughs> All right. Well, but the the game has the, the game has like really interesting AI where um, in the forest, like you don't know if they're gonna attack you. Like they're not gonna attack you all the time. Sometimes they like literally, like you'll be like hanging around your fort at night and you'll see a cannibal just standing off in the distance and they're just scouting you. They're not actually coming to attack you right then. And then later on, they'll bring back their buddies and they'll be scouting you. And it's like this whole like this tense situation of like. Do I attack them? Are they going to attack me? It's it's a really really cool AI system, and I'm really. I think interested. If, you, if you eat one of them, then they would no longer see you as prey. They would uh, see you as an equal. Well, you oh, can, you're one of us. You can uh, oh fuck, what are they called? Like you can put their head on. Like if you kill one, and you could chop their head off and put it on a stick, and it's supposed to keep them away like a scarecrow, but it's their own head. Yeah, okay. I saw my I saw my own head on. Oh yeah, so you actually yes, in the game you can eat the cannibals. I forgot you can put you can chop their legs off and put them on the fire and eat their leg. (laughs) Then we're cannibals. Yeah, you can be. What if we're the Walking Dead? (laughs) I forgot about that. Yeah, you can eat their legs. Like they like they organize and they group up to eat you guys. Why aren't they just eating each other? We're all the same. We're all the same team here. Because you're fresher. Just make it. Have them make a Yellow Jackets game. I mean, the forest pretty much is. Well, I don't know. 
I don't know. If, I mean, Yellow Jackets didn't really. No spoilers, but <laughs> uh, but like that other games in that genre, uh, Subnautica, I think is really good in that sense. Where like you're very directed. It still has some of the base building and survival elements, but um, it's the exploration and like pushing yourself to go further each time to find what you need. Like that's a that's a like it's almost like a the loop of like Hades or or like even Children of Morta, where like you have to keep pushing further to get those better upgrades, right? And mm-hmm. the, some of the survival crafting genre are really good about that. Uh, the one I haven't tried that I and it's not really, it's 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 like a mix. It's another one of those games with like a huge mix of different gameplay elements. But V Rising, which we're actually I'm recording. Yeah, a, a bunch of folks were mentioning that in chat just now. Yep, I'm recording our next snapshot on that tomorrow. Um, but V Rising is kind of like the same thing where it mixes a bunch of, bunch of different genres. So it's like an ARPG. It's got the survival crafting building stuff. In, in some form and then there's also like online elements to it where like pvp and stuff like that but i i haven't put a lot of time into it yet so i'm not i'm not actually that actually reminds me uh no one's gonna be able to play this anymore but division one had like a like long after the game launched they added a new mode that was a survival mode mm-hmm. and like it was like a it was like a very mini thing where you could do it with your friends uh, they had like a brand new map and like it was like super cold and like you had to deal with like heat and like gathering materials to like defend yourself against AI and other players who were out in that like little survival zone. And it was really fun. Like it was tense <laughs> and it was fun. Um, and like I like like Nick's, like I didn't really want or need survival stuff in my yeah. division game, which is just a third person, you know, shooter or whatever. But like it was it was so bite sized that like I really got the tension of what it of what they're going for in that kind of gameplay. So I, I really liked it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm curious if the, uh, whatever the last of us multiplayer ends up being called, um, that they showed the one piece of concept art from, uh, ends up having some of those elements. Um, yeah. Cause that actually does sound pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I feel, I feel like, like with just the scope of that game now, it's gotta be something that's, a, a PvPVE thing. Yeah, it's like not just going to be more factions. Like, it's, no, I don't it's think clearly so. Be something much bigger, and and it's going to be part of Sony's ten thousand live service game. Yeah, Bullshit. honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see that be like some MMO, like a light MMO thing. Yeah, or Destiny yeah, like kind of you know going on missions and stuff like that. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, uh, should we get to what Wait, we've been theory- playing? Yeah. Real quick, Beer Seventy Seven says best survival crafting games, Minecraft. Like that is that that's absolutely true. I, mean, that is, I, th- I think <laughs> yeah. so. My whole thing, where I I, I I now retract my statement where I said you're all friendless virgins or whatever for like crafting games because <laughs> I think Minecraft is going to like I think this new this new generation is probably going to grow up in crafting games because of Minecraft. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're, they're... Minecraft might be the reason why we got so many in short order. Yeah. That oh, that were is. aimed at more mature people is because of minecraft yeah yeah it's like how do we uh, how do we how do we capitalize on the biggest game on the planet and, and i like i know like a lot like the battle royale uh genre i really like that the survival crafting genre is starting to mature and we're starting to get more in-depth games that aren't just you know build your base and survive something because uh, i think like the uh oh man what's that what's that nightingale that one that's coming out i'm getting more and more interested in that the more i see it because like has like this weird card system that takes you to like new lands and everything and and like the the combat looks good and it looks actually story in the game mm-hmm. uh so that's one of those ones i'm like really keeping an eye on nice 
Um, do you want to go over quick with stuff we've been playing, watching? Sure. Watching? I kind of already went through uh, my stuff. I was playing Children of Mortal last night. I just finished Haven. Have you, have you played that one from the Game Bakers? Oh, that was you playing Haven. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Way to, way to respond to Casey's message. He, who responded? Where? I no, was... Jesse was saying, cause, yeah. Cause oh, oh yeah. I was on oh, my somebody's playing Haven. Yeah, I was on my Steam Deck. I didn't realize like it, it was actually using the account. I, so I set it to offline mode. But yeah, like Haven is uh, from the Game Bakers. They made Fury before that. Um, I don't know why I just wanted to play something that was like really story heavy and different. Um, and it was like it, you about like the couple that's like on the planet. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a couple that's stranded. Yeah, Amy on reviewed planet. that for a three MR mm-hmm. a while back. And uh, I was actually surprised at how much I enjoyed it. I was kind of expecting it to be little cringe uh in the writing and everything but like the writing was actually really good and like the the relationship between the two characters like was very well acted and and everything um and it wasn't like there was nothing that made me like squirm at it or anything like that it was it was actually like i don't know a pretty touching story it was just kind of something really different for me to play uh and it's got you know it's mostly exploration finding stuff um, very simple gameplay mechanics, and then there's like, you know, like a very light JRPG combat system in it. Um, but it's like a super relaxing game to play. Honestly, very chill. Yeah, I've had that. Yeah, yeah it definitely gives off that vibe. Forever, and I haven't, uh, I haven't started yet. Yeah, I like the next become a big old softy now. <laughs> yes, I, I mean, I I finished that, and then I was like, I need my man points back, so I went to go play squad immediately after. So. <laughs> Boys, we squad no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I started Children of Morta last night, and then uh, I've been playing the Quarry, which I'm enjoying. Playing about the depth of field, all right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really it's really bad. The depth of field is really bad. Uh, it's, the game gives you a tummy ache. I get it. Yep, but uh, I'm not enjoying it as much as I did until dawn. I don't feel like the I don't feel like the tension ramp up is really there where it wasn't until dawn. Uh, Cause like I'm only in chapter four and I've already like been attacked by a creature and I don't like, you know, I'm not far enough in to like really judge it yet, but just the general atmosphere was so much better in until dawn in this one. Uh, and also I thought the characters were better in until dawn. Like the until dawn knew what it was. It was like a, a very B, you know, it was making fun of B movie tropes and the quarry is kind of doing the same thing, but not as well. And also, like, mm-hmm. a lot of the dialogue is just like, who talks like this? It's like, I, I get it's supposed to be making fun of B-movie tropes, but, I mean, like, the dialogue can be really bad at times. Fortunate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's another game I've had, I have have downloaded and just haven't started yet, which I should, because yeah. I, I assume it's pretty short, right? Ten hours? Uh, the quarry? Yeah. Probably been shorter than that. Uh, well, if I yeah. let everyone die right away, it probably ends quickly. Yeah, I think I think it says about eight hours. <laughs> I'll just play it badly. <laughs> yeah, I think it says about eight hours. But uh, that's that's the other thing with the is like the the quick time events through four chapters. All it has been has been moving an analog stick in a different direction. I haven't had like any you know button prompts yet, which is kind of weird. Because until dawn, definitely had like you know like the only the only button prompt I've had in the quarry so far is like hold X to to hold your breath but all the rest have been like just movement with the analog stick so i'm hope i'm hoping it gets a bit more complex as we go i i wouldn't put much stock in that like those games are all about the story and decision no i know anyway. it's, i know like, no i don't know about the story i'm talking about like a very minor complexity increase in the quick time events because right now it's too mindless yeah <laughs> until dawn had like a lot of order that you had to do <laughs> for prompts and stuff 
um i bought a game because it was on sale on uh xbox for like 2.99 it was a game i haven't played in like a decade uh did you guys ever play asura's wrath yes which was just like a fucking 10 hour anime cutscene, like qte but it's somehow awesome but it is but i remember being fucking awesome that's why i bought it like like you you barely play asura's wrath but that game is fucking insane yeah so uh yeah i bought it because i'm like man i remember digging this and that was back when i like wasn't didn't go full weeb and i'm like now in the past couple years i've gone full (laughs) weeb so i'm gonna fucking love this thing this is gonna be crazy it's fun like yeah it's it's mostly quick time events but like it's really just to emphasize the cutscenes. like they're telling you a story stories bonkers uh but it is interesting and like the action set pieces are so over the top that when you're mashing the button while watching a guy like punch the moon in half or whatever it's like (laughs) oh yes this is this is so awesome yeah like it works they they kind of they they understand what a quick time event should be used for and like they just did that throughout the whole game but the real question is is it as good as rise son of rome uh, probably it's probably much better than that game no one remembers that game you were single-handedly keeping rise son of rome in like public context by bringing it up like once a month yes i liked it never forget <laughs> who was that crytek was that who? yeah it was crytek yeah also also vouch for the order the order 1886 not for his gameplay just his world i wish they i wish i got a sequel that actually made a game yeah that i wish they did get a sequel for that yeah, it's kind of surprising. That, yeah, that world seemed really cool. And I think that game sold pretty well, so I'm, yeah, I don't know why. Uh, Ready why Dawn's owned by Meta now. Oh, great. Yep. <laughs> there you go. You get a nice little VR sequel. What a, what a, what a it, sad turn of events that they're now owned by Meta. Like, will they ever get to develop a AAA game again, or is it going to be VR stuff? That being said, like, I mean, Lone Echo and Lone Echo 2. Maybe. Yeah, Lone Echo and Lone Echo 2 are, like, two of the best VR games out there, apparently, so. Yeah. That I have not played yet. Yeah. Um, I've, uh, the only thing I've been playing all week is Neon White, which is slowly creeping up my list of favorite games of the year. Like, I think it might be second just behind Elden Ring. And <laughs> I don't know, maybe it'll wow. pass Elden Ring at a certain point. Um, I think its gameplay is so goddamn good. Like, this is the only game I've ever played where I want to be good at it. <laughs> like, I've, with every game, I'm like, fine, just being average. But with this, I'm like, I need to be the best there ever was. Um, and so the whole thing is built around these. Well, I guess it'll also be, we'll, we'll be featuring it today, right? It's Yahtzee ZP today. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, yeah post CP. So yeah, will, he'll be streaming that later. Um, and I don't I, I think he's pretty positive on the game. I haven't watched his ZP, but we were talking about it last week, and I think he, he enjoys the game. Um, yeah, I got that so, sense too when he he brought it up. Uh, the last ZP he did where I was on, yeah. like he was talking about it, he was playing it and actually enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, he, part of it is like I yes, do enjoy these. Oh uh, yeah, neon white. Uh, uh, part of it is I do enjoy the sort of like the the anime uh, filler that's that's you know in between missions and sort of the. The, the visual novel stuff of, of talking to characters and building your relationship and finding out about the backstory and, and unraveling the mystery. But I think the actual gameplay of these bite-sized puzzle boxes where you need to figure out and use its handful of mechanics that um, it, it doles out in a very digestible manner 
but to the point where once you get later on in the game and you start finishing these runs, it's like this sort of exhilaration, like very few games have ever uh, uh, given me. Like it, when I when I finally like when I mentally lock down a run and I'm finally able to physically do it and, and get that time and get the platinum trophy, like it feels so goddamn good. And then last night I discovered that there are uh, there's a secret level of trophies. So like the game like shows you you can get bronze, silver, gold or platinum. And so I was like, I want to get platinum in everyone. I got platinum in everyone. And suddenly I beat a level so quickly. I got like a secret trophy. And it turns out every level has a, like an insane, impossible oh. time with a secret trophy. And I'm like, oh, now I have to wow. go back. I have to go back from the start of the game and I have to unlock all these secret trophies now. Um, but yeah, I just think I just think it's fucking great. And I think it 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 looks and, and runs fantastic on PC. It it looks and runs surprisingly great on Switch, um, especially with uh, handheld with gyro controls, um, because it, it's you could be running in one direction and then subtly sort of aim and shoot another direction, and it works really well. But yeah, I uh, I, I absolutely adore it. Thanks so when for. when you said you weren't gonna be on the editor's hour yesterday, what you were actually doing was playing Neon White on your Switch at the cafe. I was playing Neon White. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, I was playing Neon White yesterday for for being honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that game's great. Um, I'm excited for. I, I I hope everyone checks it out. It's only available on Switch and and PC at the moment. Um, published by Annapurna. I'm sure it'll come to xbox and playstation eventually though so mm. highly recommend it and check it out later today when yahtzee streams what about you, Casey? um i didn't play a ton of it but um i very quickly wanted to play a lot more than i was able to of roller champions that new ubisoft huh. uh kind of funky sports game like it's, it's literally roller derby uh it's like three on three uh matchups like they teach you the rules of roller derby which are very simple <laughs> Like you go around the the rink uh, a certain number of times. The more times you go around, the more you build up the ability to score. And like, if you get five points, you win. So like, three laps will get you five. Two laps, I think, will get you two points, and one lap is one point. Um, but the thing is, the the, mecha- the mechanics for skating feel really, really good. Like all you do is like move the stick, and you're like kind of just coasting. Uh, but then you can like use the terrain like hills to like uh duck down and then like stand back up to like pump they call it to like get more speed you can like grab onto your teammates and then like launch yourself with the teammates and whatnot you can dive tackle opponents uh you can jump and like you skate backwards like it's everything just feels really smooth and really like crisp in terms of like how it feels and if you get like coordination with your team like you can really do some like cool impressive shit before you take shots at the the hoop so i, I really only played a couple of matches to get uh, my footing. I wanted to play more, but like the Ubisoft freaking uh, connect is what it's called. You play like it, it locked me out of, <laughs> it locked me out of my console. It's like I spent a bunch of time trying to sign in and it just, it doesn't recognize my gamer tag as being connected to like my PC, whatever. So like I can only play it on PC. Luckily the game is free to play. So I was able to just download it over there. But like I, I found a ticket with yeah. Ubisoft and just haven't heard from them since that. So huh. I, I cannot play that game on console because of whatever this issue is. Yeah, I keep forgetting that I came out because they, they haven't promoted it at all, like on their social media or anything. Kinda, yeah. And it looked it looked neat. I didn't even like realize it was out, and like and it's just in the free to play section on the console stores. And but I mean, it's not like being promoted. <laughs> it's another one. Like, like it's actually really fun. Like it's. Uh, it's 
I'd, I'd say we should play it for game night, but it's, it's three on three. So like if we get custom games, it would be just us playing each other the whole time. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd give it a shot. I, the only the uh, one game I wanted to try during Next Fest that I didn't get a chance to was um, it looks like uh, Rocket League but golf, Super Turbo Golf I think it was oh, called. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks really fun. Just didn't get a chance to try it. That'll be it. That'll be a good game night game. <laughs> just, what other game night regular games should be like combined into uh, into one game? Yeah. What if Golf with your Friends and Rogue Company were one game? That'd be great. Ooh. Um, someone in chat was talking about Red Out 2. You're in the process of reviewing that. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I'm, I finished writing it up, uh, so mm-hmm. I'll be doing like all the audio recording and editing today. But like, uh, yeah, I'm also very positive on Red Out 2. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, without getting, I guess, too deep into it, since I'm, you're going to have a whole review for it, um, it's probably one of the most technical, like futuristic racers like I've ever played. Like it, it, it treats the mechanics as if this was like the real world, and like there's all these different aspects of how you can control that ship when it's going like 900 kilometers per hour or whatever. Yeah. Um, and because of that, it, it's a little difficult to wrap your head around at first. Um, luckily they have like a bunch of AI assists in there. So like you can have the game kind of handle like the pitch of your, your ship's nose because like you have to manually control whether you point it up or down when you're going on like loop de loops or like slopes or whatever. Uh, and same thing with strafing, like you have to like use the right stick to just drift your ship either left or right to comp to compensate for like a sharper turn than just steering in that direction. So like you can you can drift if you go the opposite direction that you're like you point your butt with the drift the opposite way that you're pointing your nose or you can like just turn super tight by holding them in the same direction and then you can alternate doing that to get different kinds of turns uh for different courses as well uh but you know it's like it's f-zero like so the tracks don't have you know turns that make sense oftentimes <laughs> like you'll have a, a really sharp turn that also loops and like flips around itself so like it gets really complicated to actually steer properly. But if you keep like if you take the time to keep doing either that same track or like playing multiple tracks and like learning those controls, like you start to get good inadvertently. And if it feels like legitimately nail biting, like when you're going that fast and like not hitting anything and like passing enemies and like crossing that finish line and you get like a good place like it, it's really exhilarating. Like I, I really came around on that game. Like it's, it's a lot of fun. Glad someone's making a F-Zero game because God knows Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo was not. <laughs> yeah. So that's nice. Uh, yeah, that sounds cool. I want to check that out. Is that on like everything? Do you know? Uh, it's on everything and apparently coming to Switch later. But uh, the first game came to Switch and was not good. Like it, mm, Switch could not true. handle that game at all. So I'm, I'm wondering if they'll be able to kind of get it right the second time. Yeah, hopefully that'd be a bummer. Huh. But uh, yeah, right out. Right out too. Very cool. As far as TV stuff, haven't been watching really much. I mean, we have, I haven't gotten to watch the Obi-Wan finale yet, so we'll talk about that next breakout, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, I'll watch, catch up on that too. Been watching Shadow and Bone on Netflix, which I, it's okay. Not, it's uh, the set designs and world building is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not super huge on the story yet. It's like very, very simple i guess you know super powered person has to save the world kind of thing but mm-hmm. uh overall uh, it's like a really really nice looking show 
That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was one of those things that just sort of like, I remember being interested in it before it came out, and then it came out, and I was, I don't know, had that Netflix thing where like, I didn't catch it right when it came out, so the conversation immediately ended, which yeah. I feel like is going to happen like this weekend with, uh, I guess, Umbrella Academy, I think, come, came out today, season that's, three. That's one I haven't watched. Is that good? It's good. I, I enjoy season one and two. I yeah. like it a lot. Yeah. I think, and I think it got better. Like season two is better even than season yeah, one. Yeah, I think once it once it doesn't have to deal with like telling us who these characters are and just lets them be the characters, um, mm-hmm. that gets good. So that's why I'm really looking forward to to this new season. Um, saw a couple of people in chat mentioning. Uh, yeah, I think The Boys is fantastic. Yes, I, I haven't watched like, The Boys my season so far. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for that to have to more episodes. Yeah, out. I think it's yeah. uh, five out now, and I think it's gonna be an eight episode season. So um, it should be done. Um, soonish i guess a couple weeks yeah the uh um, the tension of the season is just super hot like i feel like i don't oh, know yeah. like you know you're just you're just waiting for somebody to go off the handle and i'm kind of waiting for that to happen <laughs> i do also like there's like the thing going around about how people on the subreddit oh, are no. for uh because Homelander, they're like, <laughs> why is Homelander evil? I'm like, I'm gonna be honest, guys. Homelander was very evil right from the start. He was very always, <laughs> always evil. <laughs> I don't know how anyone was a fan of that guy. <laughs> uh, that was really funny. But uh, yeah, there, yeah, there are some people that season. really don't understand that show. <laughs> There's the, no, I think <laughs> like it's not it's not subtle at all. It's, no, it really isn't. Yeah, it's, it's not like it's, it's, it's not like it's, a lot of like subtext. It just yeah. is what it is. Yeah, but it's also I think it's done relatively well. Like I think there's other shows that have tried to be like not that subtle and are just come off as like I don't know. The the thing that comes to mind for me is like uh, Life is Strange two. Where like they kept going from like issue to issue to issue, like yeah, based on the real yeah. world. It was just handled really kind of. It wasn't interesting or fun to be involved with. I guess yeah, it's not supposed yeah. to be fun, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean. Like it wasn't engaging. Yeah. Where like the boys yeah. does a really good job of like we know what we're doing, but we're also having a little bit of fun with it too. Yeah, it's it's super entertaining, but also having like really prescient topics. So, yeah, and also yeah, I mean, hearing hearing the radio show that i listen to on my my morning drives to go get coffee and stuff like that talk about the opening scene to the season was one of the highlights okay. of my year because hey, we're not gonna spoil it for you, Casey. you're gonna love it <laughs> just gonna love it case you, you need to watch it wait. before next breakout so that we can just see, i wanted to get your reaction to it watch the first 10 minutes <laughs> yeah just the first 10 minutes. <laughs> just the, all right yeah all right i'll watch episode one yeah there you go uh yeah boys great yeah tv's just fucking TV's great right now. Like uh, I, I've the season of both Hacks and Barry finished both on HBO Max, which I thought was incredible. I thought the finale nice. season finale of Barry was remarkable. Um, I'm yeah, I love, I love that show. to see what happens next season on that show. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. Uh, I also um, started the Old Man on FX. We're on Hulu. Saw the commercials for that. Like it's really yeah, good. Like is Jeff Bridges, Bridges being uh, yeah. uh, actually? I, I was like telling my fiance. I feel like retires and then has to come back because the past yeah like I, I, was, I was telling my fiance i feel like this is like a a, a gen x like fantasy mm-hmm. where it's like okay all the action stars of the 80s or whatnot yeah. now they're all this old we yeah. can still do that right i can yeah, still do yeah. action hero. Liam, so like there's like, a bunch there's people. nobody there's Le- yeah, yeah Le- leodis is Bob, taken yeah, Bob odenkirk yeah <laughs> funny yeah and now gary uh i mean jeff bridges I feel like there's a lot of these. The, yeah. Uh, so AMC, my my next show after I finish uh, 
Shadow and Bone, and of course, like the boys and all that stuff that I want to watch is uh, AMC just released a new show called Dark Winds. Oh yeah, I heard that's good. But yeah. like uh, Native American Reservation. Uh huh. Yeah, and it's like a like a dark like I don't know. It seems like there's like supernatural stuff, like crime. Kind of like True Detective. Yeah, a little where it's bit. like a, a, a dark huh. crime thing that kind of dabbles in maybe mysticism. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it looked really good. Yeah, it's called Dark Wind. People in chat were excited thinking we were talking about Darkwing Duck. We can also talk about Darkwing, Darkwing Duck. Wing. Darkwing. <laughs> what the fuck is Darkwing Duck? <laughs> what do you mean, who's Darkwing no, Duck? Get out of here, Nick. Dude, Nick, Nick what's what do you mean, mean who's Darkwing who's Duck? Darkwing Duck? <laughs> Fucking uh, end the show. Show's done. Escape is canceled. Uh, Darkwing <laughs> Duck was just an old Disney cartoon. It was like uh, it was like the, uh, Donald Duck's cousin, but he was Batman. Some shit like that. Yeah. You know, no, that's absolutely the perfect way to describe what the hell Darkwing Duck is. Yeah. I think Darkwing Duck was a part of the DuckTales cinematic universe. Oh. I th- yeah, I, I believe he is. Because uh, Launchpad made cameos Launchpad on like different, that's right. yeah, yeah. different shows. Uh, I think there was they kind of teased that there might be some Darkwing Duck stuff at the end of that Chip and Dale movie. That'd be really exciting. I'd be super hyped if there was a, like a new Darkwing Duck movie. Darkwing Duck reboot that's like fucking like commenting on all like the shitty superhero movies. That'd be great. Yes, absolutely. You know what's not uh, shitty? Speaking of supernatural. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, what you were you gonna say? We, but we were both I was gonna say speaking of supernatural stuff. Yeah. Uh, like I, I, I watched the first half of season four of Stranger Things. Okay. Uh, yes. The next one's coming out very soon. Like, yeah, I think, like next week. Yep. Um, I think July first. That. That show is good and bad at the same time. <laughs> like, like almost exactly half of that show is amazing. Like the stuff with all the kids, like figuring out the supernatural mystery. Yeah. Um, and like all the banter, uh, like set in that time period, like all that is awesome. And then their obsession with just the the psychic stuff with Eleven's character I is just dragging. Yeah. yeah, it is dragging everything else down. Like I, I don't know, I don't know what they're going for here. But like, they're really obsessed with Eleven as the main character of this of yeah. this uh, series. And she's kind of the least when, interesting person on the show. Yeah, she's the least interesting, and everything about her backstory is is becoming even less interesting. Like the more you learn about it, like yeah. everyone else is way more interesting and engaging, and like there's the situation that they're all going through in the first half of the season is like. It's like gripping. Like I'm, I'm loving this dynamic, and I'm loving learning about like the supernatural stuff that they're figuring out. Yeah. While Eleven's just kind of just doing a bunch of nothing. Like I, I am so sick of that. Yeah. And, like, and honestly, I was very disappointed how they tied everything back together at the end. I felt like that was kind of like really crappy. So like it, it, huh. it might be souring me going into the next half of the season. Going into the, huh. Well, it's more than half because there's only two episodes. There's only two like, episodes for the yeah, rest of it. Yeah, but like one's two and a half hours. So. My oh, Jesus Christ. Yes, yeah, so I think it's like four hours of stuff over the course of two episodes. Damn. I don't know why they did any of that. Yeah, yeah that's weird. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I I really liked... I thought, yeah, the, the stuff with Eleven was, was kind of boring, but I liked... I don't know. I liked the slow, drawn-out reveal of, you know, who's who. And then, like, that, the monologue at the end of that I thought was incredible. And, like, that, I think that actor should win awards for that. Yeah, he's creepy. He's, creepy. Yeah. he's creepy. Just, creepy as dude since uh, Pennywise. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, he looks a lot like uh, who that's Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, he's got a little like a yeah. weird face. He's Pennywise's brother. <laughs> Could have been. There's like a shit ton of Skarsgård, so who knows? Yeah. yeah there, he has a lot of those guys. Yeah, there's a Northman, Southman. Uh, 
Also, uh, everyone watch Miss Marvel. I think it's great. I love it so much. I think it's wonderful. I'm it's just like I'm waiting. Thing, like how many episodes are out? Uh, three just came out today. Yeah. So uh, episode three just. I think what I'm learning with the Disney Plus shows and like I, like as as much as it like doesn't help our content. I feel like I'm just going to wait for all of Miss Marvel to be out and just binge it because I feel like yeah, it'll be one would have been a better show if I just binged it. That's my plan. Because it doesn't feel... I think it'll be one would have a better show if it was just uh, better. If it was better written. Yeah, that, that's shot. true. Also that. <laughs> but I think, like, I don't know what it is. I think that's what I've kind of, like, realized with, like, Disney Plus shows is, like, they don't feel like shows. They feel like long, drawn-out movies. And, like, because, like, like, my buddy's watching rewatching Game of Thrones right now and every episode feels like an episode where like yeah obi-wan and miss marvel and all that just don't to me yeah it's just like oh can come back next well, week for watched, the continuation you, you didn't of watch this. Marvel, right? i watched the first episode oh okay I, I, um, yeah and then after really. that like as i've been watching obi-wan i was like you know what i'm gonna try a different approach i'm just gonna binge watch the rest of miss marvel and see if i yeah. enjoy it more because i was reading online like a bunch of people that haven't watched all of obi-wan or just binging it are finding more enjoyment out of it because it doesn't feel like the payoff yeah. from week to week is big enough yeah, I think uh, going, but when I I went back and like watched all of uh, Rebels and Clone Wars mm-hmm. after it was all out, and whenever I hit like a lull episode, I was fine because I was just able to go to the next episode. Right, and, like mm-hmm. I wasn't like, well, shit, I have to wait a full week after this like, you know, boner of an episode. I don't know why I called the episode a boner. It's a cartoon for children. No one. Also, Mister Black Darkness that. brings up a great point. If you want a Disney Plus show, you can currently binge all of Nick. Darkwing Duck is right. There. <laughs> I just need to think, watch Dark Dark Winds. I don't need ducks Darkwind, in my Darkwind Dark Winds. I get, I bet that show's got a duck. I'm, yeah, I'm sure they eat one probably at some if, point. If that show has a duck in it, you have to uh, give Marty control of the next four editors hours. Hell no! <laughs> I'm not sitting through eight hours of weeb. I we we'd play. Darkwing I already did duck that when I played the, Persona Five last year. We played Darkwing Duck for the NES. I feel, like, I feel like we need to... Oh, Darkwing Duck has a game? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was bad. You know what? <laughs> we were trying to think of funding goals, Marty. I think I need, like, we need to fund another, like, we play Persona 5 all day to see if I can try to finish it. In a day? <laughs> no, you cannot. You know how... Do you well, know what I'm, finish I'm, means? I'm, like, that guy's, I'm like, not, 120 hours I'm long. Like the, oh, well, okay. That, that's okay. We'll just <laughs> remove the zero from 120, and then we'll get 12 hours stream, and I'll finish it. Perfect. Because that I makes don't, sense. Don't worry about it. I don't it. think that's going to work that way, but that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. We should have we should have we should have done it yesterday on the summer solstice. I would have had all day. <laughs> it's the longest day of the year. <laughs> you can stream at night. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, sun goes down. God turns the power off. Nope. Got to sleep. Nick's uh, secretly Amish. He doesn't have electricity. That would be that'd be that'd be a cool twist if you were secretly Amish. Yes. Uh. Yeah, he'd also be bad at it. He'd be very <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah, you're right. I'm keeping my computer charged by with pedals underneath my desk. It was <laughs> electricity uh, that counts. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I went to Chicago and I stopped at like the there's like a rest stop oasis thing um, on the way there that has like a, like a big food court and stuff. I stopped there to go to the bathroom and get coffee, and there was an Amish family uh, getting Cinnabon, and I bet that blew their goddamn mind. Did <laughs> 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 you imagine? Be Amish and eating Cinnabon? It'd be like like us, like, seeing the fourth dimension. Like, our brains wouldn't be able to fucking handle it. Uh, I don't know how we got there. Any Amish folks in the chat, let us know uh, your opinion (laughs) on Cinnabon. Also, you should not be using the internet. (laughs) (laughs) 
But maybe you're on what's so, it called? Rammstein? Or yeah, what's what the... Rum Rumspringer? Rumspringer? Yeah. That's that, where they that's go like ho- they go fucking yeah. hog wild and like with lots of rum. Dr- drug addictions. Like their kids are allowed almost like uh uh like it's like the equivalent of like a, a religious rite where you can like be not Amish for a little bit, I guess. Yeah, well, hey. Jason Jason wants you to really know you. that Amish do leave their home. Yes, but they don't use like any <laughs> they don't try to use like any modern society stuff. Well, I was just worried because this thing was right on the highway. I was like, how did they get here? But they have horse carriages. On horse and buggy. Yeah. <laughs> on the highway? Yeah. Oh man, you've never oh you haven't driven like down through Nebraska or like Missouri or anything like that. Yeah, there's Yeah, like some sections of rural Pennsylvania have like Amish communities yeah, too. And yeah. like they have signs that say like, hey, be careful, there might be some Amish riding their carts around. Yeah, here. you know what? I'll tell you what, like when you're like those those rural highways, like you can go like sixty miles an hour on them, and you come over a hill and you see that horse and buggy carriage and you're not ready for it. It's like, oh fuck. <laughs> like right there. And the guy just looks it's at you like like you classic, your stupid technology and i'm like ah. classic amish jump scare yeah <laughs> it's yeah um, you don't want to run into them also like running over like big piles of horse shit with your car is not fun yeah yeah <laughs> i had a, a goose <laughs> or a turkey with a car once so that was that was the thing i did oh. yeah then you could take it home it's your turkey. yeah was that your thanksgiving dinner no no we didn't want it <laughs> roadkill turkey uh syrian <laughs> says hey the amish make killer baked goods in my experience that is 100 percent true. true there's an amish there's an amish bakery like an hour or two north from me and it's fucking out of this world good good on you amish right. so maybe the son of bun they were just like oh we could do that <laughs> yeah. uh next we got any super super duper chats do. super, super chats all right uh yeah so make sure this podcast is supported by your super chats and memberships so if you have any super chats feel free to send them in now uh, Andrew Hickenbottom for five euros or five pounds says got bus simulator as a joke present for a birthday gift three to four years ago that led me to American truck simulator my most played game at 600 hours that's incredible Ooh. that a goof gift ended up <laughs> getting you into this genre that you you're like in my opinion you're the world's number one boring driving game fan <laughs> I'll tell you I'll see that <laughs> Does he like boring driving games? Yeah, he likes. He likes. I think he likes American Truck Simulator. I don't know if it's American Truck Simulator, but he likes those like road driving games. Or Euro Truck, or yeah, something like that. Truck, something trucks. Uh, Cudlet like thirteen. Trucks. Everybody likes trucks. Member for twenty seven months says any thoughts about Dragon's Dogma? Given they just announced the sequel, you know what? That is a game that I have tried to play numerous times, and I just get bored every time. Yeah, I. Uh... I'm interested. Did you play the original? I did not, but I always thought it looked cool. I played the demo for it, like back you, in the day. Do you think you're gonna go back and play the original before the sequel, or just jump in the sequel? Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna just jump in the sequel. Like, I I feel like it's too too late now for me to bother going back. Like, I'd rather be doing so much else rather than going back to Dragon's Dogma One. So when that new shiny sequel comes out, I'm sure they'll make it in a way that if you didn't touch the first one, you know, you can just jump into the story. I also read yeah. about the story in the first one too because I thought that was also interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've watched a bunch of videos on it. Yeah, and I like the. I thought the pawn system was interesting. Um, it is. Yeah, it is ten years old, and it was kind of janky at the time. So mm-hmm. it's even more janky now. But apparently, there's a bunch of like quality of life and 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 visual mod stuff for PC to where yeah. you can make the game seem more modern. Yeah. It, well, the combat. Like I, I tried it like last year. I think and the combat system still holds up. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just haven't gotten sucked into the world, but it's one of those games. Like I feel like I just need to really give a shot. And Tyrell, Tyrell and Chat basically said the same thing. Like it, you need to give it some time to get really get into it. 
So, yeah. You know, the the whole, you know, spend five hours of the game before you love it kind of thing. So I guess I'll just yeah. have to, you know, stream it a few the, times. I uh, <laughs> had the misfortune of, like, launching the year after um, Dark Souls and Skyrim both came out. Yeah. So it was kind of like it wasn't as good as those two and so it sort of got overshadowed uh the dogmatic director donates five dollars says bloodborne made me realize that i enjoy challenge used to choose easy mode on everything now i can't feel anything if i'm not dying in two hits oh i can't feel anything (laughs) uh honestly i kind of had the same reaction where i didn't really enjoy playing games that were like super difficult uh and now i kind of do it depends on the game like if it's I feel like the Souls games really do a good job at like balancing out difficulty for the most part. Uh, there's obviously mm-hmm. exceptions to that. Uh, but I, I don't like games that just give you give enemies like really huge health bars and you just have to grind them down. Yeah, that, that, I, that I don't find chal- Yeah, that I don't find challenging. But like I like the challenge of Divinity Original Sin 2, right? Where like you really have to think about where you're placing your people and what skills you're using and everything to kind of like min-max you know what's what's going on uh but yeah like as far as like i don't know like super difficult platformers i'm still not huge on it's weird because that is the kind of difficulty i like i like super hard puzzle games and platformers and i think it might be because like the thing i was saying with neon white how i got obsessed with becoming good at it is because it's less about me versus the game and more me versus myself Mm-hmm. Like, um, which you know, you could sort of make that argument for pretty much anything, but like, it's less reacting to what the AI is going to do, like a, you know, Bloodborne or anything like that, and more of like surveying the landscape and being like, how am I going to get through this? Yeah, well, that's more of a puzzle, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, King Dead Forty Two donates two dollars. Says KC hates fantasy but loves Zelda? Question mark. It was. <laughs> Yeah. I did. I never considered Zelda to actually be fantasy what? for a long time. They literally look like little elves. I, like, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I just never put that together. Like growing up, okay. <laughs> like to me, it was. I don't know. To me, it was always like this weird Japanese thing. Like it was. It wasn't the same thing in my head. But like as I got older, I realized. Oh yeah, like this is basically just Japanese people doing fantasy. Yeah, I mean, I think the the fantasy you were talking about being tired of was more of the like traditional. Yeah, like the Tolkien esque. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what yeah. I, I see too much of, and I'm and sort of over. Huh. Yeah, like a like British centric fantasy. Well, that's why you'd probably. Yeah, and then there, like, I like good stories in that realm. Like, I, I won't oh, yeah. shy away from those, but like, just as a setting, that never gets me excited. Like, to be like, oh, this is set in a fantasy world. Like, I'm like, all right, what what else is in it? Because <laughs> that yeah. is not a selling point. Yeah, that's I, that's why I still think you you might like Divinity. Original Sin 2. I would still give it a try. Uh, Dimitri. Yeah, I, I'm curious enough. Dimitri donates two Canadian dollars and said nothing. Andrew Hickenbottom donates two pounds. Says Nick's going downtown with the squad. Hashtag squad goals. Uh, hey. yeah, we, we did we did fight in a downtown last night. Man, there there was a like just squad is like I, what I really like about squad like hell it loses like just all these player created stories that can happen in those games and like literally. We were we were crushing the enemy team in the game I was playing last night, and then all of a sudden the enemy team just counterattacked us like full on. And I have never been more immersed in like an FPS game than I was like that. Like we were on this, we were defending a point called Ambush Hill on this map, and literally, did you get ambushed? 
yeah pretty much it was right there in the name pretty much so like my like we had like 30 people just lined up on this hill ready to defend like sitting in bunkers and trenches and everything and all of a sudden out of nowhere like artillery started hitting around us like the enemy squad threw down smoke and people were just running through the smoke trying to get to us and like just getting everybody's getting downed around you and everything super cool and also like with these um these razor kyra headset that i have that has like the i told you guys it has like the haptic feedback and the the earmuffs like when an explosion hits near you your entire head is rumbling it was so cool i can't wait to play it again tonight i want my head rumbling (laughs) yeah like that sounds bad (laughs) it was was awesome like hearing a bullet whiz by you just nuts uh all right uh and then beast marched with a two dollar donation says no dissing gen x i would never i didn't diss gen x i just called him out you guys want to still be action heroes. That's all. That's fine. <laughs> when I'm in my 50s, I also want to continue to be an action hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it for Super Chats. So we'll end there so I can go get ZP pubbed. Zip, zip, zip. Uh, Casey, what do you got going on? Uh, I don't know. You can find me at uh, Simon Gears 9 Name is below me. Uh, follow my Twitch. Follow my Twitter. Uh, new episodes of the Sigma Show air on my Twitch every Sunday morning. So join me for those fun uh, video game news discussions as well. Um, and what's today? Wednesday. Oh, check out the hidden gems I did with Ye- uh, Jesse yesterday. Whole lot of fun. We talked a lot about uh, emo and prog rock music. A very fun conversation. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and tomorrow, Marty and I will be continuing Metal Gear Solid 2. So that should be fun. Sure thing. Um, also, a new episode of Adventure is Nigh this Saturday. For members. That's right. Yep. Episode five for members. For members. Heck yeah. So be a member if you if you want to see it early. Or be square. Uh, Nick, what do you got going on? Uh, well, I wanted to call out Lampy said eventually they'll take it too far and make a headset where it explodes your head if you get headshot. And I replied, that's how I actually want to go out. So that, that'd be fun. <laughs> that's the true epitome <laughs> of getting good. Yep. And then uh, Obi-Wan Dahomey donated $2. So is, I love that name. Uh, snuck in here at the end just to say hello. Hello there. That? That Wait, is that a picture of Tupac dressed as a Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> That's who Obi-Wan Tomi is. <laughs> Obi-Wan Tomi. That's hilarious. Uh, as far as other stuff, we got Post EP today with Yahtzee and Marty on Neon White. Uh, ZP will be out for members and up on the website tomorrow. Uh, members get extra punctuation. Uh, and it's on a fun subject about Yahtzee and E3. I'm not going to give you a spoiler on what it's actually about, though. So maybe you'll be surprised. Uh, Thursday, uh, Marty and I will be back to start Lord of the Rings The Two Towers. I'm really excited about that. I have to download it today. Don't let me forget. Uh, Please do that. Friday. I don't want to get there and then be like, well, we're playing Rainbow Six. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no squad now. Uh, and then Friday, Amy and I will be back for more Divinity Originals in 2. We've, we made a lot of good progress last week, so we can actually really kind of get moving on our adventure this this, this Friday. We'll, we'll get out of Fort Joy finally, I think. And then, Heck uh, yeah. Saturday for game night. Not sure what we'll play yet. I know a lot of people are asking for Chivalry 2 because that just got a big update. I know Marty's real excited oh, about horses. that one. Yeah. Oh, it's God. A, I had d- diarrhea that day. <laughs> Explosive <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. Sorry. I can't be <laughs> All right, Marty. Uh, yeah, we'll figure that out sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, all the stuff they mentioned, uh, all of our streams post CP, the, the Lord of the Rings and Metal Gear streams tomorrow. Um, Amy's quest log on Tiny Tina's uh, Wonderlands slash Adventure is Nigh are uh, going to go live to everyone um, tomorrow. And then, yeah, like we mentioned, uh, Adventure is Nigh uh, episode five will go live on uh, 
Saturday to members. Um, and then I'll have a bunch of stuff going up in the next couple of days. Um, I'm doing, uh, you can check out, I've been doing uh, written recaps of every episode of Miss Marvel and Obi-Wan, and I'm putting together uh, a script for the Obi-Wan season review, like a 3MR. And so uh, that video will probably be, won't be live till tomorrow or Friday, but uh, the written uh, re uh, reactions should be live before that. And then we'll have a uh, snapshot and a new quest log on Neon White as well coming up uh, probably next week or two. So Don't forget for other written content too. Darren's been covering the boys every week. Darren's covering the boys and, and Star Trek be... Strange New Worlds. Yep, and he's got stuff coming in for Westworld. It's insane. I'm so excited for Westworld, and he's just seen a bunch of the fucking episodes. He has seen all the boys. He's already got his thing in for the last yeah. episode of the boys. And I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. Proud son of Ireland. Um, yeah, check it out. It's all it's all it's all good stuff. All it's right. all great. And then if no you're in the uh if you're in the Discord, make sure to check the uh feedback channel and the uh announcements section. We're looking for update or people's feedback on a potential redo of the website more focused on uh premium subscriptions and content. Listicles, so, listicles, listicles. Yes, yeah, just top ten lists for everybody. And we want you to I pay would for love that. that. Oh, I'm just kidding. I would love that. We should bring back some for a listicle though. But something weird. Oh yeah, I wonder. I mean, yeah, that's, that's my, what Marty been throwing out for the all past my nevergreen year. ideas. Yeah. It's too many ideas. I don't remember them all. All right. Oh no, they're all bad. It's they're great. Um, awesome. And then uh, yeah, as a reminder, uh, slightly something else on Monday is going to be a little bit later in the day at uh, 4 p.m. Central, uh, 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. And that's because Yahtzee and I are going to be joined by a special guest, Skill Up. Potentially, um, he just got oh, cool. COVID, so we might have to delay it. <laughs> but we'll see. Oh, the nineteenth COVID yep. strikes again. Well, that sucks. That. Yeah, he just let me know last last night, so we will uh, oh, we'll see if okay. he makes it. If not, it'll yeah, be if, soon after. Yeah. We'll if not, it'll just be uh, an hour and a half of silence. I'll be smoking a cigarette, and Yasuke will just stare at the camera. That'll be yeah. great. Um, ooh, uh, Lampy with one last uh, dono. Uh, five pounds says, uh, can we get a top ten list of Marty's top ten lists? Uh, that'd be a great first one. Skill that'd, up, that'd be like a, it would be like an oral boros. Yes, snake and, eating his own top 10 list. Andrew, Andrew asked who got COVID. Uh, Skillet got COVID. Snake eating list. Who got COVID, Yahtzee or Skrillex? Skillet. Skrillex? <laughs> I don't know if Skrillex has COVID. They haven't made music in a while. Skrillex probably has enough diseases to where like, his body caught <laughs> COVID and won. Um, all right. For uh, Casey and Nick, this is Marty. This has been uh, Breakout episode number 45. Oh, my God. We're almost at episode 50. What are we going to do? Already? 50 weeks of this already? How the fuck did Cookies that happen? Milk? Cookies and milk? Cookies and milk? How the fuck have we gone 50 weeks on this? I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I skipped a bunch of... I might have skipped a bunch of numbers. Oh, yes. And, but I don't uh, think I did. George Lucas reminded me, yes, Jack will be here on Monday for streaming. Something new. Something fun. Yay! What, so we'll see y'all then. Bye! Great. Okay, bye, everybody. Oh, my God, bye. <laughs> Peace. Peace.